Welcome to the Classic Car Corner Podcast. I'm Jason Painter, and co-hosting today is John Lockhart and Eric Benzel. Today, we are excited to welcome Michael Bodell, Chief Operating Officer and Deputy Director of Peterson Automotive Museum in Los Angeles. Michael, it is great to have you speak with us here today, and uh, we certainly look forward to hearing more about uh, the exciting exhibits at the Peterson and your initiatives there. And also, I would like to thank Nikki Reedmiller for coordinating this podcast with you. So, Michael, tell us a little bit about the day in the life of the museum here. Well, you know, the day in the life of the museum, you know, over the last nine, ten months is definitely different than prior uh, to, you know, COVID starting. But Mm -hmm. I still, you know, I feel so lucky every single day because as a car person, um, you know, getting to see and to kind of be immersed in car culture every day was was always a dream, and I would do it without getting paid, and now I'm getting paid for it. There but, you go. <laughs> the dream. The, a day in the life for me is really, um, you know, making sure that the museum is sustainable, um, both from a programmatic side and from a monetary side. Mm-hmm. So um, I manage all of the revenue-generating departments in the museum, and that includes marketing, it includes uh, group services, which for us is like tours and venue, uh, retail and uh, development and membership. Um, and so for that, it's really, you know, how are we uh, extending our reach from a brand perspective and how are we really activating our people and our people are our subscribers, our members, our patrons um, and so on a day-to-day basis, it's really making sure that our campaigns are, you know, performing in the way that they're supposed to, uh, and that we provide really the, the best experience, um, possible at, at this time, it's now a digital experience. Uh, but, you know, prior to, to COVID, it was, you know, mostly an on-site mm-hmm. experience. Gotcha. So tell us a little bit about the, I guess it's not so new, but it's still kind of new museum. Uh, I know that you moved over on Wilshire Boulevard and you've kind of revamped and have a nice modern uh, museum facade. Uh, it looks pretty cool from the pictures. I have to yeah. be honest, my wife and I, we used to live in Las Vegas and uh, we we would go to L.A. for weekend trips and every now and again. And we were out there and we were on Wilshire Boulevard right around 2015, 2016. I can't exactly remember. And I think my wife saw the, the, the facade and she's like, what is that building? I had no idea what it was uh, at the time. It was very interesting. Yeah. So it's a very cool, very, uh, very unique design. Thank you. Yeah. It, um, you know, the, the design is a, you know, a kinetic shape. So it really, it's supposed to represent the airflow over a car. Okay. Very cool. um, yeah. And the, you know, it's got a red back you know, backing to it. Uh, and that cladding that's red is, uh, you know, hot rod red because hot rod is our origins with, you know, Bob Peterson and hot rod magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the renovation really just, you know, it gave the museum a new breath of life. Um, the building started off as a department store, uh, in the sixties. And so it was never really configured as a museum, the building itself was pretty tired and we didn't really use the space efficiently. And so the, the renovation in 2015 gave us uh, not only a brand because, you know, the museum is kind of, you know, our, our vessel now, uh, but it gave us just more effective space to both, you know, host exhibits and, you know, store archives and collection. Uh, 
Um, and so that was, you know, that was the real purpose behind, you know, the, the large uh, construction project was, you know, how do we, how do we make the museum relevant again? Because it had lost a lot of its relevance, relevancy over the first, you know, 20 so years um, to just with the building and collection getting a little tired. Oh. Well, adding on to that, if I invite everybody to go to the website, we're going to give all that information out throughout this uh, conversation, looking at the facility and uh, it may just be uh, unintended accidents that happen that just work out so well, looking at pictures on here, of the fourth floor penthouse and uh, all the different floors on here. It's beautiful. I mean, it's, Thank it's, you. it's a beautiful building just to look at the pictures and, and, uh, you know, once well, we're going to talk uh, as if people can just walk in there right now. We Everybody knows what's going on worldwide, but we're going to look towards brighter times here. So when you do go in there, just walking around the walk around the facility, it looks comfortable. It looks elegant. Uh, it's modern, classic. It, it looks very timeless, uh, I guess, where I'm going at. So I'm giving you a lot of compliments here, but it's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, we, we really modernized it and we brought – you know, the, the automobile, um, you know, and its presentation up to the standards of an art museum. Um, you know, prior to that, we had, you know, gray carpet and black walls, and now it's, you know, very minimalistic. Uh, and the car is really, you know, the star as you walk through the experience. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you're not really distracted by anything else. You're, you're just kind of immersed in, in car culture. Right. Right. Well, so what are some of the most interesting cars that have been stationed there and how long do those cars stay on display? Yeah. So, I mean, really, you know, in, interesting is, uh, definitely something that is, you know, up to the individual's <laughs> Sure. Absolutely. Not to put you in a corner here, <laughs> but, yeah, right. uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're, we're very fortunate. So we have, uh, you know, over 300 vehicles that belong to us. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then at any given time in the museum, we have about another hundred that are on loan from collectors and those uh, make up our exhibition. So typically we have uh, about seven new exhibitions launch every year. Uh, the duration is anywhere from six to 18 months, depending on the size of the exhibit. Okay. And exhibits can range from, you know, three cars all the way up to 30 cars. So um you know from a display side i would say you know we've displayed some pretty spectacular cars i mean um you know it really depends on what your flavor is we've had everything from you know muscle cars and hot rods to supercars and art deco french cars mm -hmm. um you know i am a big i love british cars and i love japanese cars mm -hmm. um and so, you know, anything that really aligns with them. I mean, we've got a McLaren F1 right now, which is, you know, definitely a, a pinnacle car for, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. uh, you know, more modern day. Um, in our collection, you know, we have Steve McQueen's Jaguar XKSS, uh, which is my favorite car in our collection. Okay. Um, but, you know, we had a really pretty spectacular um, Japanese car exhibit called Roots of Montezucari. And that that exhibit was was pretty phenomenal. We had the 2000 GT from uh, James Bond that oh, was wow. the only yep. convertible. Mm -hmm. wow. I would I would definitely put that on the you know one of the most interesting lists. Oh um, sure. We've got uh, the first Myers Manx buggy on display right now. Oh wow. Uh, we've got some pretty spectacular off road cars for our new off road show. We've got um, uh, a Baja uh, Triumph TR3. Uh, wow. James Hetfield, uh, 
recently, uh, back in January, donated his entire um, custom car collection to the museum. So that's one of the bigger exhibits on right now. So it's it's definitely one of the premier custom car collections because, uh, you know, every single car is kind of a different flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them were done by Rick Dorr, uh, who's a pretty prominent car customizer. But he's taken cars and customized them to look like Art Deco cars from the 30s. And if you were to put one of them like, uh, you know, you can look these up in Black Pearl or Aquarius next to, you know, a Fagoni Falashi Delahaye from that time era, you would actually say, you know, that, you know, in the era, it would probably be correct other than, you know, until you pop the hood. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, so, you know, I, I think we've, we've had some pretty, you know, spectacular cars. Mm-hmm. Um, I would actually say the most prominent car that I've ever seen displayed was probably the 1939 Porsche type 64. Oh, wow. Um, I had never seen that or even really known about the car prior to it being displayed. It was displayed in 2017. Nice. Uh, and that was the first Porsche essentially it was unbadged it wasn't badged as a porsche mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but that really is what gave you know the the traditional porsche shape it it's it shaped so i think that was a pretty cool oh, yes car right uh, to have yeah well and, that, and going into the, the, the exhibits that we have here i know we're, we're looking at it here um online that has got to be one of the most intricate puzzles of puzzles to put together with logistics and coordination to get those collections in and to get those uh, scheduled. What's some of the process and thought that goes into determining, okay, here's how long I'm sure with, with the owners that own the collections that also goes into the time frame on there. But when you're coming up with concepts for, okay, what's going to, when this collection ends and we're going to put a new exhibit in there, what goes, what's the thought pattern that goes into that? And because it seems an epic uh, endeavor to, to accomplish and you guys do it expertly. What what goes into that? Thank you. I really appreciate the, you know, the sentiment. And I I think it's a really fun process actually. So we, you know, we try to plan two years out and, you know, for some of the bigger exhibitions, that's, that's much easier but we still are very opportunistic. So, you know, sometimes we do pop-up displays, um, but we, you know, the museum really celebrates culture. And so one of the, our, you know, strategic priorities is, uh, you know, to display cars that are really relevant. So our exhibits, you know, are always trying to, you know, appeal to, you know, a universal demographic, one, you know, that really doesn't, um, you know, it's not restricted by age. So when we, when we look at concepts for exhibits, mm-hmm. we want them to be multi-generational. That's one of the boxes we have to check, mm-hmm. uh, which means that, you know, like you mentioned, uh, the, the Batmobile, you know, we have different generations of the Batmobile that, you know, if a grandfather took his you know son and grandson, uh, to the Peterson, you know, there'd be something for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's one of the things we have to check, um, you know, just from a, a relevancy side, uh, you know, we, we typically like to in- incorporate some kind of, you know, anniversary, uh, into it. You know, there's, there's a lot of momentum around anniversaries because we still have to be, you know, searchable as you guys know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when people are right. searching for, uh, you know, big cars and releases, typically, you know, anniversaries are one of those markers as well. Logistically, we're very fortunate to have an amazing, you know, curatorial and collections team. 
who really handles the coordination with our kind of collector network uh-huh. uh, and our other, you know, we participate and have relationships with a lot of other car museums around the world. I see. Um, and so typically when we pick up the phone and we make a call, you know, people are very enthusiastic to display their cars. Um, you know, some people can't display them for the full duration of the exhibit. So we get backups so that, you know, we know if a car is there for three months and the exhibit is nine months, we need a second or third backup of the same car, Mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, something that is, you know, similar. And, you know, we do a lot of trucking, uh, you know, one of the big uh, items that was on our wish list when we did the construction was a car elevator, uh, which we never had in the old museum and has become one of our biggest assets. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, we installed a photo cove in the, in the museum. So now when cars come in, the first stop is our photo studio so that we can document them properly. Ah, Okay. Um, our registrars do condition reports, you know, which makes sure that the cars, you know, come in, in the right condition that the, uh, the collector or lender, you know, said they were in and they leave in that same condition. Um, so, I mean, all, all, all of that stuff is we have, you know, it comes down to, we have a great team and we have a great network of individuals who we work with to, you know, bringing exciting content to the community. When you're reaching out to folks, I'm sure they, when they, if they get a phone call, usually somebody is given a, put a little teaser out there to say, you know, these, this, this fellow over here has X, Y, and Z. How many, uh, I'm sure your creative team will, will let you know, how many folks that have their own private collections reach out to you proactively saying, would you guys like to show my cars off? Uh, it happens pretty regularly. I would say it happens, <laughs> you know, a few times a month. Um, And, you know, the unfortunate part is, you know, we want to display all of those cars, which Mm -hmm. is sometimes, you know, this exact moment isn't the right time. Oh, certainly. Uh, And that helps us build our database. You know, that's the perfect time for us to kind of take down their information and say, now we know what cars you have. Uh, You know, when we mount an exhibit that requires these cars, we'll give you a call. Um, You know, sometimes it aligns perfectly. And, you know, like with our supercar exhibit, which is our newest exhibit, uh, you know, people had called in and said, you know, I kind of heard through the grapevine that this exhibit is mounting and I've got these cars if you need them. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of those cars actually made them into, you know, made their way into the exhibit. Oh, so uh, occasionally it works out perfectly. Um, but oh, it's always a positive conversation. Oh, absolutely. Now, speaking about that, would you, I, I'm going to ask you, would you like to talk about some of the, the newest exhibits that are out there? Of course you would. Tell us a little more about uh, some of the the newest exhibits. I know I just you just mentioned the supercar exhibit. We have that one pulled up here. Tell us about that one. Yeah, so um, you know we've done a supercar exhibit in our past, actually prior to the renovation, um, and it's always a real relevant topic because supercars, you know, push the boundaries of you know what we interpret cars, you know, being capable of doing. Right? They are engineering masterpieces and. Uh, you know, today now there's hypercars and, you know, I, I think a new term is called mega cars. Mm-hmm. Um, but supercars are really the, the starting point. And so, you know, we, we track the chronology of the supercar from the teens all the way through uh, 2004, which is kind of the stopping point of supercars. Okay. And so there's 30 cars on display. Um, the first car in the exhibit is our 1913 uh, Mercer Raceabout. And the Mercer was, you know, the pinnacle performance uh, in the teens. It was uh, a car that you could buy and, you know, take and successfully race. But, 
what's amazing is we have one of the most original Mercers uh, in our collection. It's 1913. It's original unrestored. So it's really? never had a restoration so and cool. it still runs mm. and looks beautiful. Wow. Still runs. Okay. <laughs> and it shows you, you know, again, what a, you know, engineering masterpiece that was. Mm-hmm. Um, but the car was, you know, capable of a hundred miles an hour. I mean, in it's, you know, configuration, it would do, you know, 60 or 70, but they were capable of a hundred, you know, if you stripped them down and, you know, tuned them a little bit. Wow. And, uh, it's like a so rocket kind of ship. Kicked, yeah. exactly. <laughs> back in those days. Yeah, yeah, it's a, if you look at the car, you're like, Hmm, hundred miles an hour on wood wheels, full open cockpit, <laughs> right. no seatbelts. Right. So like, that's a little dicey. Yeah, sure. <laughs> absolutely. It is. Uh, but you know, that, that kind of kicks the exhibit off. It goes into, you know, Duesenberg, um, you know, it goes into, uh, the, we've got a really beautiful, um, Chaperone body Delahaye that, you know, has the underpinnings of a Grand Prix car. Uh, we've got the Steam McQueen XKSS in there, 300 SL Goldwing. And as you get into the fifties, that's really when supercars started to be usable on the street. You know, pretty much they were race cars that were homologated mm-hmm. and homologation, you know, in the twenties through really the fifties was, you know, we're going to put some turn signals and some, some headlights on this race car, and we're going to call it a street car. <laughs> uh, but the goal wing really set the standard of like, this is a real GT, right? It's a car that I can use on the road and then go and race successfully. Uh, and you saw that with, you know, the Cobra, the Cobra was the same thing, definitely much more unrefined than the, uh, the goal wing, but it was still, you know, a, kind of a, a supercar, you know, for the road. And we've got the big block 427. That goes into our GT40, and then uh, the whole back row of that exhibit. I'm not sure if if you're on the website, but it starts. The back row really starts with the '60s, which is um, the Lamborghini Miura, mm-hmm. uh, and that goes through the Lancia Stratos, the BMW M1, uh, the Ferrari Testarossa, um, the Porsche 959, the Celine S7, and the Maserati MC12. Nice. It's a who's who. I mean, and, yeah. and the cool thing about this is that when you first look at it, okay, supercars. So you're going to see a Lamborghini, a Ferrari, a McLaren. No, it, it's your exhibit really stretches your imagination and your mind and opens it up to say, no, supercars have happened, as you said, for a long time. Yeah. People Not just in the always, past 15 years. 100%. Yeah. We have always been fascinated with going fast. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Let me take a quick moment here and have our listeners check out our sponsor, GD Herring. GD Herring provides options on insuring not only your classic car, but also for your collectibles. Please check them out at gdherring.com. Now, John, I was going to ask you a quick question here. Yeah, I got a question. Uh, it's more of a comment and a question, I guess, so to speak. <laughs> uh, the vault. Um, those cars that you have in the vault, are those rotated or are those actually owned by the museum? And if you Those could go, are, if you could go through and kind of, I know you got over 120 years of automotive history in that vault, um, and you just mentioned uh, the 1913 pre-Porsche that was a Porsche before it was a Porsche. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, going all the way up into what 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 all is in the vault? Yeah. So yeah, the the vault is mostly our collection. The vault is about 95 percent of Peterson owned vehicles and. Uh, we do rotate the content out a lot because the vault is kind of a storage area for us as well. 
And we get about 30 to 40 new donations of cars we accept every year. So the, con- you know, the, the content of the vault is, is continuously expanding and contracting. You know, we're trying to build the, the best collection we possibly can. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, sometimes we get duplicate donations and, you know, those are used to sell and then acquire cars that, you know, we, we want to build the collection. So the, the content in the vault is, is, always, is always changing. But, you know, again, you know, we have a little bit of everything. I think that's what really makes us unique. We have, uh, you know, early brass era cars from, you know, very early. We have 1903 Cadillac in there. Uh, we have a, a Peugeot baby. baby. Um, we have uh, the first Rolls Royce, which is a 40 slash 50. Nice. We have Hollywood cars. That. So we have, you know, Magnum PI, Ferrari 308, Grease Lightning, Herbie, uh christine the plymouth fury oh that's there um all right we have celebrity owned cars like clark gable's cadillac we have presidential cars we have fdr's uh, armor-plated lincoln zephyr Mm -hmm. um we have the pope john paul pope mobile we have um saddam hussein's mercedes 600 landalay oh okay uh we have uh, probably about 40 or 50 hot rods you know hot rods Mm -hmm. really are our inception Mm mm-hmm so we have uh, the largest collection of Amber winners. Amber is uh, the America's Most Beautiful Roadster. It's AMBR. Okay. Uh, and so we have, uh, you know, some really spectacular roadsters and, uh, you know, more modern hot rods designed by like Chip Foose and Boyd Coddington. Nice. Uh, low riders, um, a lot of European cars. I mean, one of the most prominent European cars we have down in the vault right now is we have the very first Ferrari. Oh, wow. Uh, ever. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's a 1947 uh, 125S. Wow. Okay. Um, and, you know, we've got Porsche, uh, their 901, which was the precursor to the 911. Yep. Um, Porsche had a trademark issue with Peugeot. Mm-hmm. So the name or the designation 901 turned into 911. Right. Because it was the zero in the middle that Peugeot correct. had the rights to, correct? Yeah. Yep. yep that's, that's right. exactly right. Um, and we have a lot of customs down there, but, you know, we have a lot of, you know, quirky things. We have the first um, fiberglass car, which is the Woodhill um, Wildfire uh, built in the 50s, the first, you know, car to ever use fiberglass. Um, we have a Tucker. We have a uh, 53 gear bodied Cadillac that was given to Rita Hayworth by uh, Prince Ali Khan. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Um we have King George V's 1910 Daimler. We have a little Jeez. bit of all motorsports. Uh, we're missing Formula One, but we have every other form of motorsport represented right? in the vault. Um, so and we have our shop. I think that's one of the cool things, too, is, uh, you know, we have 300 cars in the collection and we have, you know, four bays in our shop and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a handful of mechanics that are just absolutely spectacular and are able to work on everything oh, from the absolutely. teens all the way up to modern supercars right so um i think that's one of the other interesting elements is uh you know Haggerty came in as a, a partner to provide funding to make the vault uh, up to our preservation standards that's great and so uh you know it's now you know uh, airlocked so you know there's no dust that can enter it it's all temperature controlled with a better hvac system mm-hmm. uh it's all got led lighting uh we've actually moved our um our 2d and kind of 3d artifacts like uh models and things like that into the vault uh because it's now temperature controlled 
because uh, we have 10 million uh, images that are in our digital archive and in our physical archive. So if you go to archive.peterson.org, you can look at over a, a million of them that we've digitized. Mm. Um, wow. So all of those things are, you know, housed in the vault. And the vault mm -hmm. is very unique because there are no boundaries. You know, typically in the museum, we have stanchions. Mm -hmm. Uh, in the vault, there's nothing. It's just you and the car. So it's a very intimate experience as <laughs> nice. you navigate it. You know, it's so unique. It's it's everything that you would think of a history museum because you have a history of just about everything down there. And yeah. it's fascinating. Some of the cars that you mentioned. Yep. I mean, you look at you look through the the virtual tour of the vault, and you're like, look at that. Oh, oh wow, wow, look at that. And then you look over here. Oh no, no, look over here. But look at this. Wow. And then you look over here. Wow. Folks, yeah. you're listening to this right now. You're going to the website, and the wows are not going to stop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of wow, Michael, so in 2015, my wife and I took our three boys uh, to L.A., and we were fortunate to be able to go through the Peterson Automotive Museum. And I was not aware of everything that was in there, but I can tell you that I believe it was either the second or third floor as we um, went up the escalator. I got to the landing and took a left, and there it was. It was Denise and Toby Haliki's 1973 Ford Mustang used in the movie Gone in 60 Seconds. Now, is that car still there by chance? It's not. So that one was on loan. Okay. Um, and uh, that was actually, it sounds like you came just prior, because that was our, um, our Mustang exhibit, just okay. prior to the renovation. Okay. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, that one did go away, but that was a very cool car. Yeah, that was, you know, in its uh, crumpled condition. Oh, absolutely it was. And when I saw it, I, like I said, I wasn't expecting it, and I just turned there, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've seen where this car gets hit and this is why it looks like it does in your museum so that was really cool and of course my boys were all about hey daddy look over there there's a Haliki's car so it's yeah. it, it, it's really really cool so and that awesome. and, you know that was what five years ago so as you mentioned you know if, if, if cars continue to change obviously during this pandemic I know that you know attendance has been down um, with a lot of things uh, how has the museum adapted to the social distancing and what kind of engagements can um, our listeners and or people like ourselves in Kentucky, um, what, what, what can, how can we best support the museum, I guess, is the question. Well, thank you, for one, for phrasing it like that. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, really, we, we've really quickly pivoted to, to be online. So, you know, pretty much from mid-March till today, you know, the museum has been fully closed. So mm -hmm. everything that we were doing on site has been moved either uh, – online to our youtube channel or to our website uh so you know we started a youtube channel uh as soon as the pandemic began and we began doing tours of uh, our collection the vaults our new exhibits and i think most excitingly uh, is we've actually uh, had collectors go out and shoot their own collections so if you go on our YouTube channel, you'll see that it's not just our collection. It's, again, kind of that network of collectors that we spoke about earlier, opening up their garages and saying, come and take a look at what I have. Yes. Yep. Uh, and that's been one of, the, I think, the coolest things that we've done is, is kind of open the world up to all these amazing hidden gems that are out there. Yep. And, and really from a support side, you know, Hitting that subscribe button or that follow button on any of our social channels is a tremendous help. 
And, you know, if the capacity is there, you know, clicking the donate button, all donations help. Um, you know, we're so blessed to have our membership of people that, you know, contribute to us, you know, our donors, our corporate partners, you know, all of them have allowed us to, you know, continue to, uh, you know, put out the programming and activities that we've, we've been doing. Uh, and without them, it would have been a really tough year. Yeah. And we're, we're going to make sure that uh, for all the listeners out there right now, be sure to go to, um, go to the, uh, the podcast page where we're going to have all the links to, uh, available to the Peterson, including uh, all the abilities to support and the links. Uh, so click on them. You probably have already, uh, started doing that while you're listening to us talking right now so go ahead and start looking because the oohs and the ahs are not going to stop and this is the peterson auto museum if for all of us that have that emotional attachment to cars and every time you can look at one you have that memory that comes up the peterson is a bucket list destination so when all this stuff clears up this is where you're going to go uh it's it's kind of like a mecca if for any automotive enthusiast including the, the exhibits that are going on but the vault you're going to have to check it out and so check out the links and stay in stay in contact with the museum to find out hours in operation when they're back in place because this is exciting i mean we we the the common word i think we had a dollar for every time we went Ooh, yeah. oh wow wow <laughs> right uh, uh, Michael, real quick, uh, I think you talk about a collection of cars that you personally own. Is that correct? I, I do have a few cars, yes. Yeah, and I, <laughs> was was Jensen one of them? I think maybe I hear that correctly or no? I do. I've got a 1973 uh, Jensen Healy. Okay, all right. Uh, which is a little, you know, two-door, Lotus-powered, uh, you know, British car. Right. Uh, and I've got a 1968 Datsun Roadster. Okay. Uh, high windshield. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the two classics. I mean, my, you know, we've, I've got some family cars as well. <laughs> right. Sure. Uh, but those are, those are the two, uh, classic. The Jensen, uh, was my daily driver for seven years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the Dotson is just getting finished up. I've gotcha. Been, uh, working on that for about three years. Uh, they're um, fun projects. That's for sure. That, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're also a, uh, Lotus, um, enthusiast. Uh, uh, I, uh, I too am, uh, Colin Anthony Bruce Chapman, I believe, is um, the founder of Lotus. And uh, so, did, 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 you were, did you have some of those too, or maybe some family I had did, some? Yeah. Okay. So, yep. You mm -hmm. know, my, my dad always had, you know, older British cars. You know, we, we, my family was always working on cars because we had, you know, used, you know, old Jags. And uh, my dad had old Lotuses. And, you know, when I had my first opportunity, I got a um, 1985 Lotus Esprit Turbo. Nice. Okay. Uh, and that was, again, you know, I've always kind of tried to, you know, work on cars and trade up to get what I wanted. And, mm -hmm. uh, I think that car was, you know, about 12 grand, uh, 10 years ago. Okay. okay. Um, so I had that for a while. Um, and I love that car. I mean, that car was wonderful. Oh, a lot sure. of people will say that those cars are unreliable. I never had any issues with it. Is that right? um, and yep. I think if you're a tinkerer, mm -hmm. uh, those cars are perfect for you. And it was, it was a great segue into, um, the Jensen Healy because, uh, the Healy shared, you know, it's a Lotus powertrain. It's a two lit, two liter, uh, four cylinder engine. Okay. Uh, right. from a Lotus. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I've always, I've always loved Lotuses. Uh, I would love a 340 R that's like one of my bucket list cars. Mm-hmm um or an original elite 
Okay. Uh, and uh, eventually I hope to own those, but uh, for now the Jensen is, is kind of uh, sufficient. Yep. <laughs> right. Well, you have uh, to send us some pictures of your, of your toys. Uh, we'll, we'll end up absolutely. posting some of this on our um, classic car corner podcast um, website. Website. Exactly. Yeah, so absolutely. We, I'll send you some we, photos. We, awesome. Oh, we would, we would love that. And we're all, we're almost out of time here. Uh, real, just real quick. Um, how is it best that people can contact you and or the museum and 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 stay involved with uh, the initiatives there at the museum? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, going onto our website, which is Peterson um, mm-hmm. with an E, uh, so P E T E R S E N dot org uh, is uh, the best way. Just go to the bottom of the the page go to the footer and subscribe um you know our newsletter we send out weekly updates on everything that's going on uh you know go to our youtube channel which is you know youtube.com slash peterson museum and subscribe we have three videos posting every week uh so you get to see new content posted regularly okay Uh, if you want to reach out to me Mm -hmm. uh it's my first initial last name at peterson.org so it's mbodell at peterson.org okay um, you know, happy to answer any questions about the museum. Uh, you know, we're always looking for uh, new ideas. Uh, if you've got a car that you think belongs in the collection, that's the way that we grow it is by vehicle donations. Okay. Um, so we're always looking for interesting things to you know add to the collection. Sure. And uh, th- those are really the, the big ways. We have membership. Uh, membership is an annual fee, and we have activities for our members. Um, we, you know, we do rallies. Uh, typically we do collection tours and things like that when we're able to, unfortunately, all that's paused right now. Okay. Uh, but membership is really cool. It gives you unlimited access to the museum when it, we're, we are open and a host of, you know, behind the scenes access. Okay. No, that's great. Well, um, did you have something, Eric? No, we, you know, I did, I was going to ask you a real trivial question that we usually ask all of our guests here. And I know you were probably when you, when it, when you turned 16, you're waiting right there at the DMV, ready to get that license. That's correct. When yes. you were right there, like the rest of us car folks, what was the car you took your, your driver's test in? Uh, I took the driving test in uh, my mom's uh, so- 1992 Sovereign Jaguar. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. So yeah, a, cool. Yeah, there you go. Was, yeah. <laughs> Uh, which was a really cool, you know, it, it, you know, for me, you know, any car was cool at that point. Sure. Um, but that was the car I took my driving test on. Um, That's neat. And it's almost like yeah. a common thing because we all took our driver's test in our mom's, mom's car. car. Yep. That's exactly. <laughs> That's right. Not our dad's car. It's our mom's car. <laughs> right. It yeah. has to be. Yeah. Because yeah, our mom was nice enough to let us take her car. Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's been great talking to you. It really Michael. has. I really appreciate your yeah, time, John. Jason, absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having. Oh, me. Oh, you bet, you bet. And um, it, you know, uh, please tell Nikki uh, Reed Miller again. Thank you so much for her uh, coordinating this with us. And um, we've certainly enjoyed speaking with you. We'll and we'll certainly contribute to the cause of museum because uh, next time we're out there, we'd love to have another tour um, of the building and, and, and the exhibits that are out there. And I'd love to give see the vault, Give me a shout, too. and I'll give you a private tour. Well, that, hey, cool. Thank you that, so we much. We certainly appreciate that. Yeah. And um, for our listeners of the podcast, like us on Facebook and Instagram. Sub- subscribe so you are notified of new shows, and please leave us a review. Happy motoring from your friends here at the Classic Car Corner Podcast.